Sonia and Marcus, thank you so much for being on my show. You're welcome. Thank you. It's such an honor. It's such an honor to meet you guys and to work with you guys. Mm -hmm. So I first uh, found out about you, Sonia, through Louise Hay. And, oh, okay. That's how, and I followed you for, I'd say, since 2000, maybe 13, mm -hmm. something like that, like kind of found you on Facebook, followed your work. Um, and Louise Hay was a massive inspiration to me when I found out about her because she was 40 when she started Hay House. Mm -hmm. And what she did, I think was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And I love her story about, you know, how she overcome trauma, how she, like myself, done modeling, had a hard upbringing, lots of adversity. How does that apply to you? Did, did you have similar experiences to Louise Hay? Uh, well, I think all of us have gone through different things. I mean, uh, I've had a lot of health issues in my life. I had to heal and I was able to heal them. And um, fortunately, I have a spiritual master, Babaji, so I've been able to get through all these trials, whatever they were, with the help of Babaji. So is that like a channel? So like you're, you, you've got like a, a guy you channel. Sorry, is that me with the um, email? No, it's not me, is it? Coming through? A Babaji is a Maha avatar. He manifested a body in northern India in 1970 uh, out of the ethers. And... Babaji is Sandra Ray's spiritual master, and she met him a number of times uh, in person uh, while he was incarnate. So we consider him, yes, one of our guides, but it's more than just some etheric thing. Uh, Sandra actually met him. He's in Maha Avatar. Okay. So for anyone that doesn't really understand what that means and might be listening how would you meet somebody like this? How did this come about in your life? Uh, did you? Um... Well, I mean, I, we were called. I was there at the beginning of rebirthing breath work. And there was a letter uh, one day that came and it said, uh, come to India. No signature and no return address. It was very strange. And I said to the founder of rebirthing, well, we've been called. <laughs> so... We went to Indians in search of a guru, and there was about 10 of us, and we all went different directions, and then we agreed to meet in two weeks and compare stories. And so that was our first trip to India, and one girl didn't come back. She, she didn't come back for five months, and we were really worried because we didn't know where she was. And she came in, she said, after five months, I found the real Babaji. So then we went right back to India again. Wow. So that's how everybody gets called in a different way, I'm sure, you know. Yeah, so that's, and he's been like your channel, like your spiritual master, and this kind of guided you. Yeah, for many lifetimes, I think. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. So that's magnificent. Mm -hmm. So you kind of found your calling. And was that before you guys met then, you two? Uh, yes, it was. Uh, that was in 1977. Amazing. We met in 1985, and it took me 20 years to get up to speed to be back with Sandra Ray. So we were uh, together in 2008, um, and then we got married in 2009, and we're doing our mission together since then. Yeah, it's very beautiful to see you working um, harmoniously together. I think mm -hmm. you're the only spiritual leaders that I know that you can really feel the heart connection 
Mm. And it's almost like the mother and father figure, but working together in harmony. Yeah. Like embodied. But the yeah. world needs this because yeah. there isn't many people that are doing this from an authentic, heart-centered place. Mm. Yeah, and Marcus, uh, Marcus for years was studying the Course in Miracles with his guru, Taraji. So we both had, uh, during the 20 years where we were not together, we both had, were studying with a spiritual master. So then when we got together, we had been cleared a lot of stuff by our masters. We had been cleared of a lot of stuff by our masters. So it's been really easy to mm -hmm. be together. We'd say we were melted down. <laughs> <laughs> so by the time we got together, um, you know, we had little, little dust in our eyes, little, little bits of ego, but not huge chunks of ego because our, our spiritual masters had helped us be liberated from that. I love that. So you'd cleared a lot of your trauma mm -hmm. and you came together. It was about soul connection and about what you can give. Definitely. Yeah, that's the key, what you can give. Right. Rather than what you can get. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because it's the old paradigm, isn't it? And I think in your books, when I read them before, I remember it talking around sacred relationships. Mm-hmm. And around, you know, sacred sex and oh my gosh, as I say, the 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 mouth's going off on the <laughs> I think it might be gone now. <laughs> I'm sure there's a way you can turn those notifications off, but I don't know how to do it. So <laughs> it's all right. It's like you have mail <laughs> when something good comes on. Yeah. But yeah, so it's like I think the world also needs understanding at this point in time around like soul connection, spiritual sex. Um, I believe there's a place where relationships and sex can be a place of healing mm -hmm. or re-traumatizing what you've mm -hmm. been through in your past. Mm. And it's very much glamorized mm. in uh, film, TV, around I feel trauma with things like Fifty Shades of Grey, all sorts of things out there and yeah trauma's big business <laughs> it is big business isn't it yeah. yeah people seem like you know to go like the moth to the fire with that stuff and uh you know it's sort of like the you can't you know you can't look away you want to like see oh what is that yeah, and advertisers know that, so they know the right buttons to push, you know. But I think, you know, you mentioned this thing about spirituality and sexuality. I, I think that they're, they're perfectly, perfectly compatible, but you have to get your priorities straight. You know, it's like if you put your spiritual life at the top, then all the different other things that form all the rooms in your house fall into place and you know you can have a spiritual sexual relationship but you have to put you know your priorities straight your your spiritual connection has to be in the first place and then once that's there it can bless and enhance and uh energize all the other different areas of your life your sexual life your emotional life your financial life your uh career life you know it's like that is the basis for for all of those different areas of your life so yeah 
we wrote a book called Spiritual Intimacy. And I think that that people should know about that because right. that talks about this issue. That when you're in a partnership, a spiritual partnership for the evolution of your souls, that's the new paradigm that mm. you're both you're together for the evolution of your souls and you help each other evolve. Mm. And that's the new paradigm that we practice. <laughs> I think it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause you, you talk a lot around monogamy and going deeper with someone else, just one person. And again, it's very glamorized these days. Is it, I can't even say the word, but people having multiple partners and relationships. Is it poly? Um, polyamory. <laughs> well, we've had some clients who've come to us with, with those philosophies and, uh, what we notice is the guys like it a lot and the women put up with it. You know, it's like women are kind of naturally monogamous. I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm making that broad statement. But when people come to us and they have these sort of polyamory philosophies, what we've found is that the women are sort of not so into it, but the guys really like it. You know, they're they're nomadic by nature. So they like this kind of being able to rove around and, uh, you know, be the be the lion in the pride, you know. So but we usually find the women, they're not so into it. They may go along with it, but they're not. So it doesn't into really it. work too well. <laughs> so we we um, maybe we're square. But we feel that a spiritual uh, monogamy is what we're into. And we feel like, well, uh, like I have this saying, she's my everything. And I really feel that, you know, so I don't I don't feel like I need outside uh, relationships to fulfill or enhance that holy relationship that we have because it's it's a total thing. So it doesn't have any missing parts. And uh, so that's why we we sort of promote um, a committed spiritual relationship, monogamy, holy relationship. And we do teach the loving relationships training, which I originally wrote, you know, decades ago. And it's still really wonderful. We upgraded it recently, made it better. And we teach that all over the world. And. Um, we look at all the family patterns that have affected everyone and clear those out. And then on the next day, we talk about the new paradigm. And I wanted to mention this book that we have here. I don't know if you've seen it, Liberation. I don't know if we're right side or back. <laughs> I can Never. see it. Freedom from the biggest block. <laughs> you know, we're both, we're both breath workers. And one of the things that's unique about our work is we've been highly trained to figure out how to liberate people from their birth trauma, from their parental disapproval syndrome, from their death urge, from their past lives and all that. We, and we call it liberation. But there's one way that we feel is really important to be liberated, and that's to get liberated from what we call your personal lie, which is your worst thought about yourself. And everybody has one, and sometimes they drag it in from a past life, or sometimes they form it at birth. Some and common ones are like, I'm not good enough. A lot of people have that thought. I'm I, not, oh, I'm not good enough. I can't do it. Um, I'm, I'm not wanted. I'm wrong. I'm, you know, I'm terrible. <laughs> I'm, I'm a failure. <laughs> you know, I'm a loser. You know, those kind of thoughts that are 
kind of lurking in our worst thoughts about ourselves in our subconscious, you know, and people don't realize that how much their subconscious material that they're, that they're maybe not so aware of is running their life. So we've become experts and we're not quote unquote psychologists per se. Um, we do use a lot of, you know, psychological principles, but we call the work we do spiritual purification. So we're very good at exposing people's subconscious minds and helping them sort of release and breathe out, you know, some of those thoughts. But, um, you know, often you can't let go of something until you know you have it, right? So yes. what the breathing does is it brings the subconscious mind up to the surface so you can look at it and you can see, oh, yeah, maybe I've been thinking all my life that I'm not good enough. And mm. why is it that when I get in that job interview, I'm nervous or I uh, when I get in that new relationship, uh, things are a little rocky? You know, it's because we have these these subconscious thoughts that are surfacing and we have this saying love brings up everything unlike love for the purpose of healing and release. So when you get in a relationship with someone, it's sort of like your stuff comes up. And if you don't have a way of processing it, you can argue or get in a, you know, a place of being feeling insecure with that person. So what, what we do is we help people look at that and breathe it out. We say, breathe it out through, through this breathwork process. Yeah. We, and we you know, people. I think we're the only rebirthers in the world that kept track of all these different personal lives people have. And we came up with a record number of over 350 in here. Yeah. <laughs> also how to let go, how to release it, how to um, look at it, own it, and let go of it and some different techniques in that book on how to let go of it. Yeah. And like, there's three ways your personal life operates. Uh, let's just say I'm not good enough is one as a common one. Um, you know, that even they're acting it out and everything they do, doesn't turn out good enough. <laughs> yeah. Are, we worked on this with me, didn't we? Uh, <laughs> it was like a personal thing. And like, for me, I thought I had healed so much, but there was something that was keeping me stuck. But the way that you masterfully went, okay, there's still something here. And then after our session, I processed still. And I was like, oh, well, that explains this. And actually stuff around sex, I was like, came up for me. I was like, how much, of, how much sex is enough? And is that because I don't feel like I'm good enough? And was that coming from a place in my last relationship? Because we met, he didn't really want me. We then ended up. I ended up getting him rather because of sex, right? It wasn't deep intimacy. It wasn't deep friendship. Mm. And then it was because he didn't want me. It was this trauma cycle. Mm. And mm. then it was a lot of sex at the beginning, but I really reflected on this and was like, was, was this coming from a place because I wasn't enough? Mm. And then thinking, well, I haven't met anyone. It hasn't really been like that, but that's because I'm enough now and I don't necessarily need that. So understanding yourself and your actions, why things manifest in your life, mm -hmm. is, that for serve, is that serving me? Was that serving me? Did it help me do my work in this world? This idea of like now everything's all consuming. I, I stopped doing everything I loved and it was in service of 
be in love because I didn't feel like I was enough. Mm. Yeah. And we think that's the dream and we're sold that's the dream. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people don't even realize that their thoughts are creating their results. I mean, like we should have learned the first day of school, negative thoughts produce negative results. You know? yeah. Well, I think most people nowadays know that, but they don't realize their subconscious thoughts are producing mm-hmm. their results. Okay. So like I was saying, if, if the person has a thought, I'm not good enough, they'll, everything they'll do will not turn out good enough, or they'll suppress it and overcompensate and try to be really great. Or they'll project it and see everybody else is not good enough. <laughs> so the yeah. personal eye operates in those three different ways. And you can shift in how you, yeah, how you manifest it. it can be, sometimes you'll be projecting it. Sometimes you'll be acting it out. Sometimes you'll be overcompensating. So those three different ways we, we sort of go in and out of. I think this thing where Sandra said it's the subconscious mind that we don't realize is affecting us so much like you wouldn't be walking around saying consciously to yourself i'm not enough but then when you look at uh incidents in your life and relationships in your life and you kind of see well what was underlying that that made me behave in that manner and then you see wow it was that thought i'm not enough and how how i was overcompensating yeah and you know much, like you but said. underneath it all was this thought i'm not enough yeah. so once you see it it's almost like the light bulb goes on mm-hmm. and you're free of it after that you know it's like yeah. once you see it and the light bulb goes on and you say wow that's that was a thought that was really running me and from that moment onward you're not so run by it anymore and like, that's the beauty of this yeah. work that we do. Like some people yeah. have a personal, I am wrong. Maybe they were the wrong sex. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we've had several clients, um, well, they do everything wrong <laughs> or they attract the wrong mate all the time. That doesn't, they attract a mate that's wrong for them. It doesn't work out. And then they feel wrong again. So, you know, this, mm-hmm. these personal lies are affecting everybody. Yeah. It's common. Like if you were, if your parents wanted a boy and you come out a girl, or if your parents want a girl and you come out a boy, you might have a thought I'm wrong as the sex that I am, you know? So it's interesting how that can manifest. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Cause your subconscious mind is between naught and seven. 95% mm. of your life is run on that. Yeah. So out in the conscious. Great. You've brought in the conscious. <laughs> but it's almost like if you keep talking about it, you're going to strengthen those neuro pathways and the <laughs> only way to change it is from yeah. breath work, mm. hypnosis, visualization, yeah, meditation. Yeah, definitely. To get in and to shift these things. Yeah. So this work is so important in this world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wish everybody was able to have breath work in their life. I don't know how I could, could make it through things without having this breath work to release something, which Marcus said is spiritual purification. It's not therapy. So it's so much faster than ordinary therapy. And people tell us they got more out of two sessions of breath work than they did out of 10 years of therapy. We hear that a lot. Yeah. Well, I think because we go deep into these base level thoughts, like, you know, we call it the personal lie. We we're, we've become very adept 
at identifying and pulling out of people <laughs> what their deep, dark secret is, which is their personal lie, right? So we've been become very adept at, at I, you know, asking the right questions to un, unearth that thought. And then once it's up and on the table, then people can work with it through the breathing, through the affirmations. And I, I want to say something about affirmations. They're not simply positive thinking. Uh, they work because what you're doing is you're willing to look at your negative thinking and bring that to the surface and then transmute it, forgive it, release it, you know? So, so affirmations are really designed to kind of dredge up the, the negative flip side so that you can see it and then let it go. And then you're truly in this kind of non-dualistic place where, mm -hmm. you know, we can acknowledge that uh, we're in this state of love, in this state of joy. And yeah, it's like your shadow. It's like you said, you can see your shadow. You can love your shadow. Thank it. Honor it. Thank yeah. you for keeping you safe. Right. And then just release it because you no longer need it. And it's not yeah. time to move into a new paradigm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And our female teacher, Amaji, she's like the real divine mother. She said you have to process three different shadows if you want to be enlightened. And of course, that should be our goal is to get enlightened. And, you know, one is the personal shadow, and then there's the family shadow, and then there's the religious shadow. I mean, the personal shadow is your case or your birth trauma or your karma or your negative thoughts, <laughs> your issues. Uh, then your family shadow is all the negative patterns you've learned from your family. Yeah. And then the religious shadow is all the false religious dogma you learned in church. So she said you have to clear all those shadows. So we're doing that in breath work. Mm. brilliant excellent so it's yeah it's, as you said it's like all the darkness but i love mm. the three for me three is very powerful like mind body soul mm. and i see that a lot and it's that integration that we're talking about it's like real integration and only we see all the subconscious conditioning that's gone on and mm. bring it into the light and love it like we're talking about can things really change and I think we were talking about the relationships and uh, earlier about people having multiple partners at once. And sometimes in some religions, that's accepted as well. Uh, I think yeah. in Mormon. certain religions, is it? Yeah. Well, yeah. well, we're working Mormon. more in the Middle East. And yeah, yeah. that's uh, in the Muslim world. There's, it's legal yeah. to have a couple of wives if, you're, if your first wife approves. Uh, it's perfectly legal to. Yeah, that's kind of hard for hard for me is to you know hear what those women go through in that culture. Yeah, um, <laughs> over that issue. But, like, but not, that really make me feel here. enough. That's a whole different subject. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I just I just feel with that you know for me when I've ever coached people around this and even men, it's because they don't feel like they can sit with their with themselves right. So all relationship starts with self. And if you can't sit in your own sadness, if you can't sit in your own pain and your own anger, then you can't go deeper and deeper, deeper within you. Then you can't go deeper with someone else. And so then it's easy to go for the next material thing, the next woman, the yeah. next novelty thing, yeah. only to make them feel empty. And yeah. I see a lot of depression in the Middle East mm. and a lot of repression. Yeah, we jump around rather than really go to the root of what's bothering us. And we jump around and then we never really clear it, you know. So, 
Yeah. You're absolutely right on that one. Yeah, because it's clearing it all, isn't it? And then just having love and acceptance mm -hmm. and saying, you know, how does this make you feel? Because so often just because religion said it or families have said it or, you know, all these, the three shadows you're talking about, mm -hmm. we think we should be doing it despite the fact we don't feel good and we're betraying our soul. Mm. And we don't even look to that. Yeah. And we're like, oh, why am I depressed? Oh, yeah, society says I should have a pill. But it's almost like, let's just sit with this. Is this what, how do you feel after you've done these things? Is it serving your soul? Are you okay with your sadness? Are you okay with all these things? Because it's all, it's all the human experience. We're not here just to be eternally happy. We're here to feel fully. You know, uh, we offer people um, the breath work and then we uh, encourage everyone to study The Course in Miracles, which I always say is the most important book in 2000 years. And then we turn them on to our spiritual masters and we actually take people to India to Babaji's ashram, which we're headed there in March. So I think we offer people a lot. We offer them the breath work. We offer them the Course in Miracles. We offer them a relationship with Babaji. And then, of course, we have a lot of books. So um, I think that we're covering a lot of bases, and I really appreciate you having us today. Oh, no, I think it's brilliant. And, you know, one thing also, so I love the fact that you represent the mother and father figure for so many in a harmonious, beautiful relationship with no judgment. And then through the breath work you help release, you get straight to the straight to the, the cause. You send an affirmation sheet, like a summary, which mm -hmm. now becomes your like personal statement that you can then say. Mm -hmm. You send that and you pray over me. So mm -hmm. as I'm doing the breathing, you're praying over me. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I'm really reflecting on this today, how healing it is to have someone pray over you. Now, as I say it, my hands are tingling. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. That's something unique that Marcus and I do. I mean, other breath workers aren't necessarily doing that unless they're trained by us. But we you know uh, I was there at the beginning of rebirthing, so I'm still doing the very pure type of breathing we learned way back in 1974 um, in, in the upper chest, breathe in a circle with no pause. Okay. And but also, also we, the processing of the mind that yeah. uh, she learned back then uh, in the beginnings of rebirthing, you know, they, they said, well, you have to clear certain things in your mind, your birth trauma, your personal lie, your family dynamics. Uh, and this thing we call the unconscious death urge. It's like we've inherited a lot of thoughts about life and death from our families that are in there. Um, so everybody has this kind of unconscious death urge and we help people clear that. And sometimes we get involved with past lives because people bring over, you know, unresolved issues from a life before into this life and it can re-manifest in their relationships. So we look at that, but that's all part of the mental processing and we're very adept at that. And and then the breathing helps people release all that junk. You know, it's like, first you gotta look at the junk and see what's in there. And that's the mental processing. But then through the breathing, because, you know, these are just memories and memories are stuck in your cells. Like all of your thoughts are also in your cells, right? Mm -hmm. So by doing the breathing, it opens up the capillaries and the cells of the body 
and can release this cellular memory. So that's why the breathing is so important. And that's, that's what uh, traditional psych psychotherapy may or may not do. And we, f we feel the breathing is essential in the release. Where, whereas in traditional psychotherapy, you may just talk or take a pill and that doesn't necessarily let all that junk go, you know, whereas with the breathing, it's actually a physiological release. And they've even sort of studied this with, uh, you know, wiring people up to see how, what actually happens when you breathe like this. And it's got rejuvenating uh, properties. Right. And so um, we were always doing um, rebirthing. He was a rebirther in Philadelphia and I was in California and so on. But then when we got together and got married, we were guided to do these prayers. Uh, I think we're the only ones also that do these divine mother prayers during the session at, at the end of the session. And it, it's really a nice addition. Uh, we don't change the type of breathing or anything like that or the processing, but we just added that at the end and then we were told to call it liberation breathing so that's why it's different than ordinary rebirthing is we're adding the divine mother prayers as you mentioned yeah and people generally do like to be prayed over yeah they do they and do. we like to pray over people. yeah it's good, it's good for yeah. us it's people good. ask us all the time well you know you do all these sessions and you're listening to people's sort of deep dark you know junk doesn't that kind of affect you because you know it's kind of going out there and you're hearing it and you're pulling it out. And, and we say, no, that's why we do the prayers because the prayers transmute that those negative energies. And then we don't take them on because the energy gets transmuted by the prayer. So wow, I love that. Us, but also in the client, you know, the client has just shared all their trauma of their whole life. Well, what do you do with that energy? Well, first you're breathing it out, but also you're invoking this divine energy to help transmute it, to help like uh, neutralize it, so to speak. So that's why we use the prayers for this neutralization of people's negative thoughts, you know, and it's very effective. We found it's very effective. Usually after we say that we recite the names and we recite the prayers, there's a deep, peace and stillness in the room and people really feel that and they feel that release they feel that peace that's surrounding them after the prayers are recited. maybe you should come to india with us by the way i, know, I think i'm gonna come to india they would love it i'd love to i'd love to so that i would see if, I, if that's possible and look at dates because okay. even, even if you're saying the prayers I so get it because in a sacred relationship, I believe in praying with your partner as in and being grateful and having grace mm -hmm. and then moving forward to like, you know, it's about freedom in this relationship. And I love you and I honor that you're with me by my side today. But and it's not based on expectation, but then that's doing it with every soul, you mm -hmm. know, and having that prayer. It's just blessing anyone is also blessing yourself because it's all a mirror in some shape or form. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that beautiful ending mm -hmm. is just completion for me. I think that mm -hmm. in itself is priceless to mm -hmm. have somebody genuinely from their heart center praying for you over you mm -hmm. and just healing that. But as you said, you, it transmutes any energy mm -hmm. because it's an honor for people to share with you. And as you said, conscious awareness, great, 
But then it's the movement for the body. I believe for everything that I've gone through, it's all been the movement through the body, whether or not it's in shouting it out, role-playing it through acting, breath work, visualization, hypnosis. It's all been these things that have been massive transformations. Mm. But then the prayer, and then just that heart-centered, just, as I said, you guys get, get to it quick. <laughs> and you genuinely you just genuinely want to help people and you just genuinely want to give them everything and you know which is quite not everyone does that mm. well marina we we love our work and we love the people we serve and you know um one of this the lessons this course in miracles sandra mentioned it's you know everybody says well they want to be enlightened they want to get closer to their divine source and all that you know well there's this lesson where it says to to love god you have to love people yeah you know it's like you wow. love god through people mm. and it's not this abstract thing where you oh i want to go on a mountaintop and get enlightened no, it's like you've got to dive into people and through your holy relationships with people, you're going to be enlightened and you're going to discover your divine connection. So that's kind of what we do with the breath work. We love our clients. Mm -hmm. We want to connect with them. We want to get down to what is their truth, negative or positive. What is their truth going on in their life right then? And by us connecting with that, something else takes place. And that is something we can't explain. It's some divine connection that takes place, but it's because we're willing to really connect with that person. And that's kind of what we're about. And that's what we love to do. I love that. And I really feel that. Yeah. And I think it's an honor. Like I love people too. And uh -huh. I just think it's an honor. Yeah. Be, you know, what an honor, what an honor to have you here. Mm. Like, I'm just so grateful. Uh, to work with you and for you both to come on here and share your stories and share well, your thank work. You for thank you for inviting us. Oh, you, you're so welcome. You, I've you've got so down. Much. You've got this down <laughs> to a good, yeah, you've got it honed in pretty well. <laughs> thank you, guys. Thank you. All right. Okay.